Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of May 7th through May 13th, 2012. Vulnerability activity for the period sharply increased, primarily due to the scheduled Microsoft monthly security bulletins and large updates for multiple Adobe and Apple vulnerabilities. Cisco released multiple IntelliShield alerts reporting vulnerabilities in Cisco Secure Access Control Server, Cisco Unified Meeting Place, Cisco Works Prime Land Management Solution, and the Cisco Linksys WRT54GL router. Other significant security advisories and updates include PHP for multiple vulnerabilities that impact websites that include PHP, and also for EMC Documentum, SAP NetWeaver, ImageMagic, OpenSSL, Pigeon, Samba, VMware ESX and ESXi, HP Performance Insight, and multiple updates for Red Hat Apache HTTP Server. Microsoft released seven bulletins addressing 23 vulnerabilities. Full details of these vulnerabilities are available in corresponding Cisco IntelliShield alerts correlated with Cisco IPS signatures, a Cisco Applied Intelligence Bulletin, and a Cisco Event Response, all of which are available on the Cisco Security Intelligence Operations website. Here are the highlights and key information about this month's Microsoft Security Bulletin release from a software engineer on the Cisco IPS team in the insights on the Microsoft Security Bulletin release for May 2012 video, which is also available on the Cisco Security Intelligence Operations website at www.cisco.com go security. Following the previously released updates for OSX, iOS, and Safari, Apple released multiple security advisories for OSX, correcting 36 vulnerabilities. Half of the updates are for vulnerabilities from 2011, while the others are addressed more recent vulnerabilities. Adobe released multiple security advisories and updates for Flash Player, Shockwave, Photoshop, and Illustrator. While threat trending has shifted to focus on Java, the Adobe products continue to be widely exploited and will likely require users to perform manual updates for these products on their systems. IntelliShield published 167 events last week encompassing 92 new events and 75 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security has issued three warning messages since the end of March regarding cyber attacks on the natural gas industry. The DHS also provided classified briefings to natural gas companies and limited public information on the phishing campaigns that initiated the warning. ICS-CERT has reported that multiple sources have attempted intrusions, including phishing attempts and malware that were connected with an attack campaign dating back to December of 2011. The most interesting information in the warning was specifically requested in a March 29th alert, not to take action to remove the cyber spies if they were discovered on the network but instead to allow them to persist as long as the company operations did not appear to be endangered. Not frequently considered in relation to intrusion incidents, requesting intelligence collection wasn't the most interesting part of this event. 
While it's important to contain the intrusion and prevent additional impact, understanding the intrusion and the intruder by tracking their actions can be used to identify and prevent future attacks. What was interesting in this case was how the DHS responded with classified briefings to selected organizations and tightly controlled information that's still unknown to many. As the DHS takes a larger role in critical infrastructure, cybersecurity, this event demonstrates how they intend to respond to these events. Many have voiced their dissatisfaction with the DHS response, in particular for not sharing information more broadly. Regardless of what has been coined a Washington-style response is how the DHS is handling this event and will likely handle future events, leaving security organizations to understand the approach and prepare to work with the DHS in future or work with the security community and government to change the response. And next, in the trust risk management category, Microsoft has removed a company found responsible for leaking information shared through the Microsoft Active Protection Program. Hangzhou DP Tech Technologies was removed from the program after leaking proof-of-concept exploit code for the Windows Remote Desktop Protocol vulnerability in May of 2011. Microsoft MAP members are required to agree to a non-disclosure agreement to be included in the information sharing. The MAP program is designed to allow security companies early access to the vulnerability and exploit information to develop detection signatures. Although the leak occurred over a year ago, Microsoft has been investigating and taking action. Information sharing remains a hot topic, particularly with government agencies attempting to improve information sharing across government and private sectors. These information sharing programs are based on trust between the participants and any violation of that trust can erode the entire program. As Microsoft has demonstrated in this case, the trusted relationships must be protected and methods exist for removing and potentially prosecuting violators of the programs. As many expand or enter new information sharing programs, it is critical that they understand the non-disclosure agreements and details of the programs and methods exist to report and respond to violations. And finally, in the identity risk management category, improvements in surveillance cameras have led to such high resolutions that the cameras can read text messages on mobile phones. This was demonstrated during the 2011 Rugby World Cup in New Zealand. As governments and private organizations deploy these camera systems for security purposes, people are becoming increasingly aware of them and their potential infringement on their privacy. Reading text messages is essentially boasting. There are easier ways to capture and read text messages, and not solely where the phone was under a certain angle relative to a camera. Instead, we have to focus on two questions. Is that level of intrusion warranted, and what is our expectation of privacy? The answer to the first question is, it depends. If there are strong indicators of a potential threat, then more intrusive surveillance is most likely warranted. Under normal circumstances, the surveillance could be scaled back. Occasionally, people can have unrealistic expectations of privacy. Attempting to conduct a private conversation in a restaurant surrounded by people is a public affair and not of private matter. In order for something to be private, people must attempt to ensure privacy and not continue normally in full view of people and expect full privacy. When you are in a public place, assume nothing is private and behave accordingly. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.